Hello and welcome to another episode of Disclosure Nation. Wow, this one is huge, guys. Huge, super, very important, uh, and very frustrating podcast that we have ahead of us. We're going to be talking about how the government has made you a slave through your birth registration. By registering you at birth, you are you're a slave. It's so wild. Listen, right now. What up, guys? We have one of the most important kind of teachings for you that I could probably teach you on. And um, it's not, tes- not necessarily about socialism, but um, there, there are aspects of it that, that we need to really get into. So we're going to go right into it. Thank you for listening on Anchor, uh, Rafkan, YouTube, wherever you're listening at. Much appreciated. Um, this is, this is going to be a good one. So the foundation of socialism is state ownership or control of all property. That is an important for us to understand. This means that all ownership is presumed to be public or government-owned, not treated as private, or the title of the property is held by a public officer. If you uh, take the title of a citizen, resident, or taxpayer, you are a public officer, and you uh, have an equitable uh, ownership of this, of any property that you that you have. Uh, and if you are an equitable owner, they are the legal owner, which means that uh, you can use it, but it belongs to them. The use of the social security number and the TIN number is evidence, legal evidence of this relationship that um, they own, they legally own your property and you have a partial or equitable ownership of it. it means you can use it. If you want private property, you must insist on both, you must learn the law and enforce the laws of public property. When you register your property, you are effectively transmuting ownership from absolute to qualified. What does that mean? It means that you're going from absolute, you own it absolutely 100%. You can tell people what to do uh, with it, or you can say, I don't want you to benefit from the use of my property at all, to qualified, which means that it is shared, right? And that is the, the kind of socialist kind of everything is shared, what's mine is yours which yours is, is mine kind of thing. So, and we're going to be talking about this, this important point of register here. That's going to be really, really important here coming up pretty soon. This requires, requires, I'm going to go ahead and circle that because it's, it's important. This requires informed consent of the original owner, i.e. you, to fully transmute the ownership. It requires informed consent and the notification and opportunity not to consent to the transmuta- transmutation of whatever form does the transmutation. So they have to tell you and, and notify you that, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, you can say, no, I don't consent to this, and then that way we don't uh, take basically full ownership over the property that belongs to you. If they don't do this, there is an illicit illegal fraud being perpetuated upon you, and to be honest, that fraud is perpetuated on us all the time, um, non-stop every time that we register or sign up for something. So moving on, we're going to be talking about the dark side of, restor- uh, of registration. Uh, and this is coming from Bursting Bubbles of, of Government Deception. These are free PDFs. You want to look them up. Or How I Clobbered Every Bureaucratic Cash Confiscatory Agency Known to Man. These are just people's personal testimonies about how to basically defeat this tyrannical uh, government. We're going to go right into it. Very important stuff to learn here. Registration versus recording. Registration comes from the Latin 
words Rex and Regis, meaning regal, handing the legal title to the crown. That means that you're giving it over to somebody who has more authority, more power. Uh, you are a lesser person in that relationship. When you register anything with the public, it releases the title, the legal title to the government corporation and leaves you only with the equitable title. That means the right to use but not to own. You don't own it fully. For that use, for your use, for your use of your own property that you have given to them, that you have signed over to them, you will pay a tax, which is every tax, be it income tax, the sin tax, the sales tax, or the property tax. So any tax that you pay, you are you are paying a, a tax for the use of not your property, but somebody else's property as soon as you have signed it over to them, as soon as they have tricked you into signing it over to them and transferring it from public to, excuse me, from private property to public property. Now, so it doesn't appear that the government actually owns the property. This is how they trick us, uh, which you have registered. They put it in a name which so much resembles yours, literally exact, like every letter is exactly the same, which is in all caps. But it, remembers, it resembles yours so much that you don't even suspect it. However, that name is owned by the government. So, for example, if you register your car, you're going to use your name. Right? They're going to put it all in capital letters. And once they put it all in capital letters, that capital letter person becomes a driver. That franchise or that status as a driver is legally owned property of the government. So you, that name, that is what you register it under. And under that person, that that's what it belongs to, but it, but that person is belonged by the government. So it is so deceptive, so very deceptive, guys, that that's how they do it. So if you choose to record your legal title to your property with the public, then you maintain your status as the title owner. And this is one of the most important things that we can probably learn for the sake of uh, the commercial affairs. So... The best example of the effects of the registration is the birth certificate. Now, we're going to get into some pretty heavy stuff here, guys. This is stuff that you may not have known. It is going to collect a lot of um, probably emotions and frustration for you, but I have to give you a little bit of prerequisite history so that way you can understand how this whole system works. And, man, it is it is frustrating to, to say the least. I'll tell you that. So we'll, we'll move on here. Here's our prerequisite history. The USA, the first point you need to know is that the USA is bankrupt. In 1933, the U.S. government was threatened by financial emergencies that, uh, by, that threatened the legiti legitimate constitutional duties. Here is uh, Roosevelt here, President Roosevelt, signing something into power here, some legislation. Emergency Banking Act is what he signed and on March 9th. 1993, and it was declared by President Roosevelt being bankrupt and insolvent. That is when um, America, the USA, the United States of America became bankrupt. Now, instead of resorting to direct taxes to collect funds, as was allowed by the Constitution, the government went bankrupt. So the Constitution allows for, if in a state of financial uh, emergency, for them to actually say, hey, from all the constituents that actually live here and benefit from the land and the resources, we're going to need some help. So can you please give us uh, a little bit of tax and so that way we can take care of this debt? That is allowed by the Constitution. But instead of doing that, the government actually went bankrupt. 
The second point you need to know is that a bankrupt entity cannot operate in commerce. So there's there is no operation in which they are uh, that they can they can't operate in commerce. I guess that's just the simplest way to say it. When the government declared bankruptcy in 1933, it was put under the control of a receivership governed by its creditors. That is the International and World Banks. And I believe it's the International Monetary Fund, but don't quote me on that. But World Banks, international banks, they gave the U.S. money, but now these banks are their creditors. Okay. Here's the third thing we need to understand. The only asset the USA has is the labor of its people. Now, this is the part that's very frustrating and very um, eye-revealing. The Americans are the collateral. Americans, me, you, everyone who lives here, we are the collateral for the interest on the loan of the World Bank. How so? Well, the federal lands were already mortgaged, so the federal government had to secure more collateral as a surety on the country's debts. The only assets remaining were the labor of the federal people, that is, your work, your skills, your labor, your time, your effort, your energy, your blood, sweat, and tears. I think we already said this. Now, the U.S. government now uses the labor of its numbered people to secure its debts. To secure the pledge of its creditors, the U.S. has a duty to manage and protect these assets to keep them healthy. That's why, well, we'll go into that in a second. And provide for the welfare and enforce their obligations. This is what this, the U.S. government has a duty to make sure that you're fed, taken care of, clothed. And that's why there's all these, um, you know, social... Uh, security and housing and welfare. That's the reason for all of this stuff. Um, again, social security, welfare, housing, disaster relief, and terrorist relief. Uh, this money does not come from the government. The government has no money, has no money to work in, co in commerce, but by foreign authorities who loan the government money, i.e. these international banks. Now, let's get into this birth certificate. This is even probably even a more frustrating part. Each of us, is registered via application for the birth certificate. Now, the Treasury has issued a bond and does issue a bond on the birth certificate, and it is sold at a securities exchange and bought by the Federal Reserve Bank. The Federal Reserve Bank. We will uh, define both bond and Federal Reserve Bank, which it then uses as collateral to use as banknotes. These banknotes, and we'll talk about these banknotes, i.e. The, the dollar, this thing right here, this situation yes this dollar bill let's move on the federal reserve bank what is the federal reserve bank it is a central bank owned by private investors what is the purpose of the federal reserve bank it is to manipulate the transfer of privately owned property back to themselves so to take your private property and transfer it back to themselves so that they have full ownership over over you and everything else what is a bond? A bond is a, usually, is a usually formal written agreement by which a person undertakes to perform a certain act as to fulfill the obligations of a contract. So they took a bond out on your birth certificate. Okay, You did not have a choice. And I don't ever remember being one year old and being like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, can you take a bond out on my birth certificate? So, uh, and yeah, for sure, I can fulfill any, any, any obligation that you have for me to fulfill. No, they do it without your consent. And we're going to see that in a second. With the condition that the failure to perform or, 
or to abstain will obligate the person to pay a sum of money or will result in the forfeiture of money, right? So that is how they are taking our money. That is how they are taking your hard-earned uh, flow of, of property. That is how they are taking it, guys, because they have this bond. And if you do not fulfill certain agreements that, that you never even uh, consented to, then uh, they can just take your stuff. That, isn't this evil? Isn't this so crazy and evil? Before you're even born, you're a, you're a slave, a debt slave. Now, here's the simple process that goes. You're born. Then the doctors, who are the franchisees of the state, they're obligated to sign your birth certificate. The birth certificate is forwarded to the Secretary of State. The Secretary, Secretary of State makes certified copies. They forward those to the Department of Commerce in D.C., Washington, D.C. They make certified copies. Then they forward those to the International International Monetary Fund in Brussels, Belgium. This is that bank I was talking about. These international bankers basically control everything. The U.S., in order to provide necessary goods and services, created a commercial bond, a promissory note. You guys want to know what a promissory note is? Boom, here it is, a promissory note. This is the le- is a legal tender. By pledging the property, labor, life, and body of its citizens as payment for the debt. So whenever they're printing these things off, they're printing it uh, by pledging your property, your labor, your life uh, to them to print off as much of this as they want to in circulation. Fiat currency, which is backed by zero, backed by hope, and backed by air, nothing else. Now, the commercial bond that we, excuse me, the commercial bond made a chattel, that is chattel, property out of all of us. We become nothing more than human resources and collateral for the debt. And this was without our knowledge and or our consent uh, via filling out the registration for our birth certificates. As soon as that birth certificate was filled out, you became the property in a chattel, and, and that's why they're able to print these things off because these are surety. Um, again, these are uh, a commercial bond, and these are pledge that they're going to pay it off, and they're using you to do so. So crazy. I know. It's frustrating. It's crazy. It's sad. It's hard to hear. It's heartbreaking. Listen, all government franchises are public property uh, granted by the federal government to the benefit uh, of the recipient with legal conditions or strings attached, and that's what we're going to be talking about next. Um, So I hope you guys got something out of this. This one is super, super important. And there are so many aspects and so many pieces of history that, that go into this. This one was um, a lot easier to make because it's so, you know, fast paced and it's so you can get into it real fast. So anyways, all that to say, blessings to you guys. Hope you guys got something out of it. We will see you on our next episode and we'll talk a little bit more about how government franchise privileges are public. All franchise privileges are public property granted by the government to the benefit of the recipient with legal conditions or strings attached, which means that uh Basically, you're still a slave and you're in an inferior position. Talk about that in our next episode. Bless to you guys. See you next time.